Welcome to Psychic Social, brought to you by psychic.co.uk. On this episode of Psychic Social. When you find that you're trying to run in your dreams and you can't, you're going, oh, I can't run because I'm dreaming. Okay, you got to the lucid dream part. You're now lucid dreaming, knowing you're running in your dream. Take off from the ground. Tell yourself, gosh, I'm lucid dreaming. I can fly. Welcome to Psychic Social. Now we're into our second part of our Psychic Social special with Kathleen O'Keefe Canavos. Um, we're talking about dreams and her book, Dreams That Can Save Your Life. Now we talked in depth in part one, and I hope you've all listened to part one uh, and digested it all and enjoyed it. If you haven't checked out part one, go and have a listen. Uh, we certainly enjoyed recording it and hearing all the things from uh, Kathleen. Now we're going to go in and uh, delve into part two. Uh, we've got a few well quite a few more questions for Kathleen so we're going to ask them to her now hello Kathleen how are you doing today I'm doing great Oliver how are you I'm doing really well thank you yeah I really enjoyed recording the uh, part one show with you really looking forward to getting straight into the second part so um, should we go straight in Yes, yes, absolutely. Great stuff. Okay, so um, the first question we have for you in our part two show is why is dream journaling so important whilst we're awake? Well, that's a great question. Um, It's because uh, our dreaming world are actually doors to divine intervention. Um, You know, we when we when we're born or when our soul comes into body, we go through that veil of forgetfulness, and sometimes we forget why we're down here, what it is we're supposed to be doing, because none of us just happened. Even if our parents told us we happened in the back seat of the old Ford, we didn't. We're here for a reason. And so when we're talking about the book, Dreams That Can Save Your Life, one of the things that makes these dreamers so successful in using their dreams to guide and save their lives was the fact that they journaled so they could return to their dream journal and track their dreams. Look for information and guidance in those dreams to keep them alive or to change their their uh, course of, of treatment or whatever it is they needed to do. Because we're all born with the ability to dream. It's, it's a, an innate gift. So our dreams um, can be repeated to us in different ways in order to be better you know, under, understood. When we're having recurrent dreams, Oliver, it means that there's a message in our dreams it's really important and we're just not getting it. Mm -hmm. So our inner guidance, our spirit guides, our guardian angels, they give us the dream over and over again in different ways so that eventually we're gonna go, oh, the light goes on and we go, oh, I got it. I understand what they're saying now. I understand what that dream is saying now. So by journaling our dreams, we can go back into our journal and see where the the message was repeating itself in different ways over and over again. Much like a commercial you see on TV, like um, uh, an insurance commercial. It's the same message, but they've got different people. They're doing different things, but it's hammering the message home every single time. The same thing happens in our dreams. So if we don't understand it, using signs and symbols, our dream may give us the same message using a guardian angel or a voice speaking to us using words. That, that For instance, like the dreams that, that we were talking about in section one of this, those dreams were voices 
speaking to them, not really using signs and symbols, which some of the dreams and dreams that can save your life in the book, they were signs and symbols. But what if you had a journal and you could go back through your journal and look for the dreams that were telling you using words what was wrong and dreams that were showing you with signs and symbols. By journaling, we can connect the dots. The message will jump out at us. So in part four, uh, developing your own dream skills, it's all about dream journaling and how to remember your dreams. And that's in the book, Dreams That Can Save Your Life. We've actually got a part four in there to help you, the listener right now, develop your own dream skills and and be able to to find the messages in your dream and and many of the dreams will suddenly become lucid dreams in other words you'll realize that you're dreaming the same dream again and you'll go oh i remember this dream i had this dream before that's a lucid dream mm-hmm. when you realize you're dreaming a dream you're in a lucid dream mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, well, uh, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to talk a little bit more about lucid dreams a bit later on in, in this show. Um, but I'd like to move on to the next question, if we can. Um, we want to ask, why do so many of the dreamers in the book hear their name called during the day or at the end of a dream? Well, this is actually known as the cocktail party effect. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and um, actually, that's, that, that's a great question because right now, um, during the COVID dreams that are being sent into me, a lot of people are saying they're hearing their names called. They're hearing their names called in the dream, and they're also hearing their names called during the day. So there's a there there's what I call a a a Passover into the into the waking world from the dream world and vice versa. So. In other words, our dream world and our, our waking world are kind of colliding because the messages that are coming through are so important. And if you think about the cocktail party effect, and there really is such a thing, you can Google it. Experts in the field state that people are actually primed to detect personally significant words, such as their names. Uh, names have a particular meaning to them. And taboo words, such as sex. You know, we were talking about the dream in part one, uh, do not have sex. I mean, as soon as she heard those words spoken to her in the dream, it like got her attention immediately. Um, Another word is blood. Another word is death, cancer. Dreams actually causes people to really focus on the dream. It may also describe a familiar phenomenon that happens when one may immediately detect words of importance originating from and unattended stimuli, for instance, hearing a loved one's name in another conversation from across the room. Um, this this phenomenon allows people to actually tune in to a single voice and tune out all the other voices, all the other clamor that's in their dreams or happening in their waking world, even in a really, really crowded place. So imagine that, um, Oliver, you're you're in your dream, mm-hmm. and in the dream, you're at a party. And all of a sudden, you hear your name or your wife's name or your child's name from across the room. It's almost as if your ear drops to the floor and slithers across the floor and comes up in that other group and you're listening to the conversation in the other group across the room while you've tuned out everybody 
that you're facing in the group you're in. This is known as a cocktail party effect. And it's a way that our inner guidance, our spirit guides, our guardian angels get our attention. They'll call our name. And it means pay attention right now. Something important is happening. And because we're going through such a, a crisis right now with COVID, it's happening a lot to people. They'll be in a crowd. They'll hear their name in their ear and they'll look around. There won't be anybody there. But what's happening is their spirit guides, their guardian angels are telling them to pay attention. Listen, look around the room because maybe what's going on right now is something that they dreamed. Go back into your dream journals and see if it's there. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. And you mentioned something about um, a lot of the dream stories can cause um, ASMR. Uh, or autonomous sensory meridian response, um, which is like uh, you mentioned, just like a low-grade euphoria. Can you tell us a bit, a bit more about that? Um, I personally would certainly be interested to hear a bit more about that. If you if you can expand on that at all in terms of that and the dreams. Um, yes, you know sometimes what happens is is when we hear our name called, all of a sudden we're like, what? Many of uh, you know the the. It's like this low-grade euphoria that can suddenly shock us into realizing we're having a lucid dream. Okay, so let's say we're just tooling along in our dream, and then all of a sudden we hear our name called, and it causes this ASMR, uh, this auto, um, this this sensory meridian response. Um, and, and what that does is, it's like what I just said. It makes you aware of the fact that something really important's happening. Pay attention. And um, it creates a sort of um, a tingling in the back of your head. And that's really important. And it, and it can travel down your arms and your spine like you've been plugged into the wall or you've been hugged by an angel. If you think about the last time somebody said something to you that really resonated with you and you got that tingling sensation and you said, oh, Gosh, the hair just stood up on my arm after you said that. Mm -hmm. That is the same sensation. It's the ASMR sensation. You can actually have that in a dream. Mm -hmm. And that sensation will shock you in a way or give you this euphoria into realizing you're having a lucid dream. Pay attention. You need to write all this down because it's really important. Mm -hmm. And is there some sort of spiritual connection to this ASMR thing? or um, it, it could be a spiritual connection. It could be your spirit guides that are saying, pay attention right now. This is really important. Or it could be a deceased loved one coming into a visitation dream mm -hmm. saying, you need to know this. You need to remember this. And, and they may call your name, which gives you this response, this, oh, my gosh, somebody just called my name. Or, or think about when you've gone into, especially your, your listeners who are, are very psychic, you've gone into a house or you've gone into a room and you hear a whisper and all your hair stands on end and you go, did I just hear that whisper? Mm -hmm. Did someone just whisper my name? That's what this is. But you can also have it in a dream. Mm -hmm. Wow. Thank you very much for that, for that explanation. Um, now, I'm sure most, if not all the people listening will agree with me when I say that I'm not the only one who really struggles to remember their dreams. What's your advice to people if they really struggle to remember their dreams or, or think they don't dream at all? 
Well, you know, I use uh, the seven-letter acronym "So Dream" to remind me of the seven steps needed to retrieve my dreams and information. And, and, and when I'm writing them in my journal, it helps me get all the information in. It helps me to build on the dream if I only come back with a snippet. So let me explain how that works. Mm-hmm. Um, using the acronym So Dreams, I'm going to use the first letter of each of those words. So S is to set your intention, which is basically the dream part of the law of attraction. We all hear about law of attraction where you want to, if you want to attract a new job, you focus on the job you want to attract. So if you're setting your intention to have a dream you remember, you want to focus on remember dream. Okay, so you set your intention and an intention is the first step of attracting and manifesting your information. It's a simple request. Is, and that's all it takes. Something like, I wish to meet my physician within or get a solution to, and then you fill in a blank in my dream tonight. Or it can be something as simple as, I want to remember my dream. Write your intention on a piece of paper and you can place it under your pillow. As I talked about in part one of this interview in the Asclepian dream temples, they often did that. You put it under your pillow to sleep on it. See the play on words? We And when you start writing down your dreams in your dream journal, you're going to be seeing a lot of play on words. It's part of the symbolism. It's part of the message of your dream. And it's called a duality. It can actually mean something literal, but it can also be symbolic with the play on words. So by doing this, you're also showing your inner self through your eyes, which are considered the windows to the soul, what you intend to do, what your intention is. Take a dream from the abstract fifth dimension and bring it into the concrete third dimension of life by turning it into written words that contain a message. So what you're doing is you're priming your spiritual self, your inner self, your psychic self, with third dimension words, abstract words. Being able to read is taking the the abstract and bringing it into the concrete, and that's what we're doing. Then O is organize yourself before before you go to sleep so that you can record your dream upon awakening. Put your dream journal, your pen, or a recording device. If you're, if you're using your cell phone, make sure it's beside your bed or some other type of recording device. Have it right there. And a flashlight, if necessary, by your bed. And if your dream awakens you in the middle of the night, it may be telling you to write down or record relevant information before you forget it by the morning. You, you have a number of dreams during the night. And if you have one that's exceptionally important, your dream may wake you up right at that moment to write that dream down because it doesn't want you to forget. This often happens with multiple dreams. So if you get up and you have to hunt for a pencil or a paper, you may lose your dream. By the time you find all the the equipment you need, your dream is gone and you're standing there with a journal at that point and a pen and you're going, oh my gosh, I forgot what it was I was going to write. So then D, determine to dream. 
Know that you dream everything dreams. If it's alive, puppies, kittens, you may have seen them twitching and, and making little sounds. It's because they dream too. Studies have shown that all living things dream, including you, because you began to dream in the womb at seven months. Babies, they say they see the rapid eye movement. Dreaming is the first step in training your brain to remember dreams. So then R is remain in your dream state or dream position when you first awaken to remember and record whatever you can of your dream. Moving around, jumping out of bed, sitting up to be fully awake may cause your dream to dissolve like morning shadows. So use this step to re-enter your dream state as a way to retrieve additional information. Uh, to get more information on this topic, uh, it, 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 there's a chapter in the ne- in the book on how to retrieve your dreams, and that's to remain in your position that you woke up in and slide back into that dream. Now, you may not want to slide all the way into the dream, and you may not need to, but by remaining in your position when you first wake up, you have a better chance of pulling part of that dream, at least part of that dream out with you. Then E is emotion, and it refers to those parts of the dream that you just had or that you came out of your dreaming state with or snippets that elicit emotion. Those are important parts of your dream. Those are the parts that stick in your mind, and they create a physical response. Much of what we were talking about uh, a little bit earlier with that low-grade euphoria, that excitement, that, that um, autonomous sensory meridian response, the ASMR, you may wake up with that. And so what you want to do, and, and it, could, it could be more than just chills. You could wake up, you know, breathing really hard, or you could have cold sweats, or you could wake up crying. And, and it could be tears of joy as well, or just a pounding heart. But it's some kind of an emotional response. You want to make sure that you write that part of the dream down immediately. Don't worry about anything else. Just get that down on paper or talk about it on your recording device. Then A is you can add to your dream. Now that you got the really important part down, the part that that elicited the response from you, you can add to it. What colors did you see while you were having that part of the dream? What sounds did you hear? Did you hear voices? Did you hear birds? Did you hear crickets, frogs, whatever it was? Were there words in your dream? Maybe you heard your name called. Did you see people, animals, plants, signs, and symbols? It doesn't matter what it was. Write it down. What names and phrases did you hear? They may be an important part of the meaning in your your message that fulfills your intention. If more than the dream returns during the day... You can jot it down on a piece of paper. Let's say you're, you're um, in a coffee shop and suddenly somebody walks past you wearing a color that triggers that dream. Write it down immediately. I had so many parts to dreams written down on toilet paper, napkins, mm-hmm. pieces of shreds of paper, and I would go back to my dream journal and tape them in there for later. Then M, meaning. What do the small dream parts known as snippets mean to you? Don't worry about what they mean in dream dictionaries because those meanings may be important to the person writing the dictionary, 
but they may not be important to you. Dreams are as individual as a dreamer. What is important to you in a dream may be unimportant to someone else because it doesn't elicit the same emotion. They might not wake up breathing um, really heavy and having a pounding heart. Picture, forms, creatures, colors, lack of colors, just black and white, people and phrases are all part of your individual dream language. And it's one of the many ways we communicate with ourselves. So, for instance, if I see a snake in my dream, I have now learned from my dream languages that that's important. It means that it's the kundalini to me. It means that there's something really psychic, really spiritual that I'm going to see next. Pay attention. Somebody who's scared to death of snakes, it may be their message to run. <laughs> it may not be um, a, a message of, of information. The information may be run. So that's why your dream language is so important to learn, why you need to keep a journal, why you, why you need to go back and read your dreams and start learning that dream language. So put the information from the acronym so dream together and start dream tracking and begin developing your dream language. If the dream is still confusing, ask for a clarifying dream. And that means it's a dream where you ask for a dream to tell you about the previous dream. And let me tell you why that's important. In the book, Dreams That Can Save Your Life, there was a dreamer who had a dream and she said, you know, I know this dream is really important because I woke up in a cold sweat and there were all these signs and symbols and I just didn't know what they meant, but I know that one of them was a medical sign. So I'm going to ask, I'm going to set my intention tonight to have a clarifying dream that tells me exactly what the dream last night meant. So she sets her intention, writes it down in her dream journal, actually writes it down on a piece of paper, puts it under her, her pillow. And that night she has a dream where her spirit guides come and get her out of the dream she's having. They say, come with us. We have something to show you, just like in my dreams. And they take her to a really old, ancient graveyard in England. And they point to a specific grave that's very old also, but it has all these beautiful daisies growing all over it. And they take her right up to the headstone and they point to it or she thinks they're pointing to the headstone. She goes, yeah, okay. I got it. There's a grave here. I don't see a name on it. What? And they said, you see those daisies right there? And she said, yes. They said, if you don't pay attention to the dream last night, and figure out that message, which is to go back to your doctor and get additional testing, you're going to be the one under the ground pushing up those daisies. And then they turned around and they walked out of her dream. And she went, oh my God, I think I got it. She went back to her doctor and they found that she did indeed have cancer. So that's what a clarifying dream can do. And you don't know what to ask for in the clarifying dream if you don't have your previous dream written out to know what to ask for. So they're all intertied mm. together. They're, they're all important. So 
another important thing is to 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 give your dream a name because if you don't have a name for your dream you're not going to necessarily know where to go back and put additional information in that you might get during the day yeah i mean that's fun that's all fantastic information uh, um to help you know everyone the listeners uh, and myself, thank you, um, to uh, try and remember dreams and, and, and uh, journaling them and getting them down and using that acronym is, is, is going to be really helpful, I think, for, for everyone. So thank you very much for, for describing all that. Um, we're going to take a break now. We're having a fantastic chat here with Kathleen uh, O'Keefe Canavos on our Psychic Social Dream Special Part 2. Uh, we're very much looking forward to hearing more from her in a couple of minutes where we'll move into the final section of this two-part dream special. So we'll see you after this. This is Psychic Social, where the world's best psychics tell you their story. We hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Psychic Social is brought to you by Psychic.co.uk. Now, Psychic.co.uk is the latest content hub for all things psychic. At Psychic.co.uk, you can learn detailed information about every single tarot card in the deck. There's a page for every single one, 78 pages, and you can directly book psychic readings with some of the UK's best-loved psychics and read great articles written by them too. You can also check out all our other podcasts on the Psychic Social page on the website. So lots of fantastic stuff to get stuck into there at the website. Our amazing tarot course is also coming to Psychic.co.uk very soon too, so keep a lookout for that. If you have any questions or queries about the website or Psychic Social, you can email them to us at support at psychic.co.uk and one of our lovely team will get back to you. Now, back to the show. This is Psychic Social, the spiritual home of psychics. Welcome back to the very final part of our Psychic Social Dream Special with Kathleen O'Keefe Canavos. Now, we're coming towards the end of the show and we've got a few more questions for Kathleen. Uh, we've been hearing some fascinating stuff. So the next question we've got for uh, Kathleen is, um, you talk about re-entering your dream to retrieve information. Um, I personally have had dreams where I've almost lucid dreams and kind of woke up and, and it's almost immediately gone. Um, can you tell people why it is so important and can anyone re-enter their dreams yes you know anyone can re-enter their dreams and and I, I think we were talking about how you would be having a dream it would wake you up in the middle of the night and 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 then you would lose the dream so by by doing the step in in the previous part of this in the so dream if you remain in your dream position when you first wake up, if you want to re-enter your dream, you get back into that same position and just relax. Even if you just go through a breathing meditation and slide back in. And this is important because um, we often wake up and realize there was something really important in our dream, but we can't remember what it was. Um, sometimes it is the alarm clock going off or uh, a sound startles us from our sleep or we just wake up, but we know we want to go back in and get that information because it's really important. Dream retrieval gets rid of the problem and um, anyone can use it to get back into their dreams. And in the book, Dreams That Can Save Your Life in Chapter 31, it's all about reentering your dreams. Um to get what you need 
to get these recurrent dreams to stop, but also because if you figure out what the dream is telling you, it may stop waking you up in the middle of the night Mm -hmm. and you'll get a good night's sleep. But I'd like to share a story with you that's in the book and and it's called uh, A Knock Knock. And it's a dream story to show the importance of getting back in and staying in your dream to work through a problem that may be ruining or actually running your life. So in this in in this uh, story, there's a woman in there named Linda, and Linda calls me up. She's a client, and she says, you know what, Kat, I'm not going to sleep anymore. That's it. I'm going to stay awake until I just keel over. I'm not going to go to sleep. And I said, why? And she said, because I've been having a recurrent dream for years, but now it's every single night. I'm not getting any sleep. I'm actually getting sick. I'm so tired and I'm so ill, I can't go to work, so I'm losing my job. My marriage is on the rocks because I'm cranky and uh, my husband's talking divorce and I've just had it. I'm I'm not going to go to sleep anymore. And I said, okay, well, tell me your dream. And she said, well, I'm dreaming. I said, I realize that I'm dreaming. So the dream becomes lucid for her, Oliver, when she says, I realize I'm dreaming when I'm sitting on the couch in the living room next to my husband, who she always refers to Oliver as her better half. So she's sitting sitting on a living room couch next to her better half, uh, watching a uh, reality show on TV. And there's a knock at the door. And she knows what it is. And when her husband stands up, she says, no, no, don't answer the door. She says the the living room is very dark. Only the TV light is lighting up the room. But her husband ignores her, walks across the floor, opens up the door, and standing in the doorway is her dead father. And she says as soon as she sees him, she screams. And when she screams, she wakes herself up. So she wakes up from the dream crying, shaking, you know, just what we were talking about in, in the previous question about uh, dreams that give you chills or, or, or you've got um, a low-grade euphoria. She's got a big one. She has a huge ASMR, not a little one, and she can't get back to sleep. She's all upset, and so she's decided she's not going to sleep anymore. And I said to her, okay, so why are you screaming when you see your father? Is it because you're afraid of dead people? And she says, no, I'm screaming because I can't stand the man. I really <laughs> hate him. And I, de- I can't believe he's in my door. And I can't believe my husband opened the door and let him back into my life. So if we look at her dream, Oliver, she's in the living room watching reality TV. She's sitting in her living room. She's not really living. She's sitting beside her better half that's answering the door. And she's watching life on TV, but not in life Mm. when there's the knock on the door. A knock is permission. I think it's important here to let your reader, your, your listeners know that the rule of permission is a very, very strong rule in the dreaming realm and also in the psychic realm. If you don't give someone or something permission to come into your world, they're not allowed to. So even with my spirit guides, they said, come with me. And they led me through the dream door. I had to give them permission to speak to me by entering 
their realm. And they had to come into my realm and, and basically ask if they could converse with me by asking me to follow them. I could have said, no, mm -hmm. I'm not going with you and I don't want to see you anymore. And they would have to respect that. So in this dream by the deceased father knocking on the door, he's asking permission to enter. And it's her better half that's opening the door for the permission, but she is not integrated yet. There's half of her that is resisting and half of her that wants the door to be opened, mm -hmm. knowing who's on the other side. So I said to her, okay, so you want this dream to stop, is that right? And she goes, yes. I said, okay, for, but what you must do is something that you're going to find very hard to do, but if you want the dream to stop, you must do this. The next time there's the knock on the door, in your dream, in your lucid dream, you're now lucid. You know that you're having the dream. I want you to get up, walk across the room, and you open the door. She goes, no, I'm not going to do it. I said, well, if you don't do it, you're going to continue to have this recurrent dream. She said, well, what am I going to do after I open the door? And I said, you know, I don't know. But there must be an inner child in you. That would that that is still daddy's little girl, despite everything he did to you in life. She goes, you know, I hate that man. He was mean to me. He was abusive. He made my life absolutely miserable. I was glad when he was dead and gone. I'm thinking to myself, oh, my gosh, she really has an issue here with her father. And she says, and now he's showing up in my dreams when he's dead. I can't get away from the man. Said, well, if you want him to go away, the next time he knocks on the door, you get up in your dream, you answer the door, and you confront him. So I'm thinking to myself, she goes, okay, well, maybe, maybe not. She she uh, hangs up the phone, and I'm thinking, you know, she's never, she's either never going to come back as my client, or she's going to dissolve this dream. About three days later. I hear from her. She goes, you're not going to believe this cat. She says that night I had the dream again. There's the knock on the door. I'm in the living room. My husband stands up and I say, no, I'll get it. And which is a play on words. I got it. And she says, she walks over to the door. She opens up the door standing. There is her father. She looks at him and she goes, cat, I don't know what happened to me, but suddenly I said, daddy, I love you. And she says she threw her arms around his neck and she heard him say, I love you too. He disappeared. The dream shifted. She said that was two nights ago and I've never had the dream again. And this is the first time I haven't had it every single night in years. Oh, what a story. That's a really lovely story. And um, you mentioned, obviously, in that earlier on about about lucid dreams uh, when you were talking just then. Um, and you've mentioned we've sort of touched upon lucidity and lucid dreams earlier on a little bit. Um, can you tell us a bit more about lucid dreams as a whole? Uh, I mean, me personally, I've kind of tried to, you know, do lucid dreaming a number of years ago. Um, tried to teach myself and I was successful, I think, once or twice, um, but always had the problem of, you know, when I realized I was dreaming, got so excited that I woke myself up. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you're aware of all that kind of stuff in terms yeah. of lucid dreaming. But um, is there anything you can kind of, um, any information you can kind of give us and the listeners um, on lucid dreams and kind of how to have them if, if you can? 
Yes, uh, you know, we, we we do we can train ourselves to lucid dream. Some of us are just naturally bilingual again with dreaming and we and we're natural lucid dreamers. I'm I'm one of those people, but learning to lucid dream is like riding a bike. Okay, if you think of it in that terms, you're you're wobbling on the bike when you're first learning and you go, "Oh my gosh, look, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm riding a bike." And then you fall off <laughs> because you were so focused on the fact that you were riding the bike that you lost your balance, you fell off. Um, what you do is you get back up on that bike and you and you learn to to continue to ride that bike until it's not such a big deal to you that you sit comfortably in the bike and now it's just riding a bike. And the same is true for lucid dreams. You can set your intention with the so dream acronym that I gave you earlier. Set your intention to lucid dream. Tonight I will have a lucid dream. Spirit guide stay with me or or you know join me in my lucid dream and know that each time you have the lucid dream, yeah, you're going to get really excited. That's going to that that's going to be uh you know what I talked about the M the meaning but also the E emotion. You're going to get all excited and it might wake you up. That's okay. Write it down and then use the remain to slide back into the dream and see if you can pick that lucid dream up again. You know, pick that bike up, get back on, pick that lucid dream up and slide back in. Um, and, and you're going to get better and better at it. One way to, to tell if you're lucid dreaming is if you can look down and see parts of your body rather than seeing yourself in a distance. That's one of the things that you, you want to watch for, mm -hmm. because when you're in a lucid dream and you suddenly realize you're lucid dreaming, it's not like you're standing beside yourself and looking at yourself unless you say to yourself, oh, my gosh, look at me. I'm standing here in a dream beside myself, looking at myself. Then you're lucid dreaming. When you say to yourself in a dream, this is just a dream. I'm just lucid dreaming then you know that you've done it. Mm -hmm. You're lucid dreaming and just continue with your dream. I remember when I had uh, a young girl call into my radio show and she was like 11 years old and she was one of the callers because my show is live. And the first thing I said was, is your mom home? <laughs> and she said, yes. I said, go get your mom and have your mom come on the phone and tell me it's okay for you to speak to me. And so her mom did, and she goes, I didn't know she even called you or was listening. But <laughs> I said, well, will you just stand there and, and listen to her speak to me so that, that you're okay with everything she says? And so the little girl said, you know, I keep having these nightmares, and they keep waking me up. And so I decided uh, this one night I wasn't going to wake up anymore. I was going to have this dream. And so she, showed, she shared this lucid nightmare with me and she said when I reached the point where I always woke up because I was so scared this time I did what you told me in your previous show I told myself this is just a nightmare and it can be fun and she said now I don't wake up from nightmares I pretend like they're haunted houses during Halloween and I have fun in them so that's how you can keep yourself from waking up in a lucid dream. Mm -hmm. Tell yourself, oh, I'm having the, a lucid dream. Now I can have fun in it. Mm -hmm. And that'll hold you in the dream and allow you to continue with your dream. It's, it's the awareness, isn't it? And, and being aware. Once you are, once it's, you realize you're aware that you're dreaming, then you're in, aren't you? Um, as far as I understand yes. it. Going back to that knock-knock dream with Linda, as soon as she realized she was in a lucid dream, she realized she could change the ending of the dream. 
Mm. and change her life forever. Mm. So by changing the ending of the dream, throwing her arms around her father's neck and telling him that she loved him, she changed her life by changing the ending of a nightmare. And that's one of the biggest reasons why you want to have a lucid dream. You're in control of your dream. It's like you can do your own dream therapy, your own psychotherapy in the dream and save yourself thousands of dollars and years of psychotherapy. Mm, mm, exactly. And I've also heard one of the, the other triggers, uh, you maybe correct me if I'm wrong, is is um, to, to make yourself aware that you're dreaming is if you jump in the air and you start flying, then that's another trigger. Have you heard that at all before? Yeah, yes, yeah. I have. But some lucid dreamers, um, sometimes learning to fly in your dreams is something, again, like bike riding. Mm -hmm. It's something that you've got to do. It's like riding your bike, letting go of the handlebars. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the next step in riding your bike. So yes, um, you can jump and when you find or run, when you find that you're trying to run in your dreams and you can't, you're going, oh, I can't run because I'm dreaming. Okay, you got to the lucid dream part. You're now lucid dreaming, knowing you're running in your dream. Take off from the ground. Tell yourself, gosh, I'm lucid dreaming. I can fly. Don't focus on the flying. Just say, I can fly. And instead of running, you'll start flying. Mm. And then you know you are actively lucid dreaming. Mm. It's well. It's wonderful to hear all of this stuff, and it's been uh, absolutely fantastic to uh, to talk with you about all of this and the dreams and your book, and the, and the information in the book. I should say as well. Um, can you tell us is the, is the book available now, and and where can our listeners go to find it? The book is available. All my books are on Amazon, and they're all award winning. The first book I told you about, uh, Surviving Cancerland, which is just about my um, journey through cancer using dreams as a diagnostic tool and dreams also as a means of healing. Uh, that's on Amazon. It's also an audible um, and uh, it's distributed worldwide. And then dreams that can save your life, early warning signs of cancer and other diseases is also in audio and it's uh, in book form and you can get it on Amazon and it's, uh, it's, published and distributed by Inner Traditions, Simon & Schuster. So you can go on to their websites as well to get it, or you can go on to my website and, and listen to a short 30-second uh, blurb about the book underneath each of the books. So the way to find my website is you can either put into the Google search thequeenofdreams.com, or you can type in my name, Kathleen O'Keefe, O-K-E-E-F-E, Cannabis, K-A-N-A-V as in Victor, O-S.com. And my books are all on my website. And up in the right-hand corner of the first page, you'll see free gift. So all of your listeners uh, for your program can go there and download my 101 dream course that's a video course for free fantastic that's available for them for listening to yourself great excellent well thank you for all that and um, i'll put all these links in our show notes on our website as well so uh, all the listeners can go into into the website and uh, and click on those and, and get through to the books and all the other links you've just mentioned um now can you tell us how our listeners can find out more a uh, bit more about dr larry burke as well how can they find out more about him they just go to drlarryburke.com 
Um, and he's also on our Dreams uh, That Can Save Your Life Facebook page. So you can go to that Facebook page and like it because I put all dreams uh, on that page and his website is there as well. Okay, great. Excellent. Thank you for that. Um, now, just before we go, we heard that you were going to be on a, a live virtual event on the Never Alone event. Is that with Deepak Chopra um, mm-hmm. that focuses on suicide awareness? Um, mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned there's a connection between psychic people and suicide. Can you tell us a bit more about that, please? Yes. You know, psychic people are very sensitive. Uh, they know that they're very sensitive to vibrations. Uh, they're very sensitive to, to sadness. They, they're empathetic and they're empaths. So they feel other people's pain along with their own pain. And during this COVID time with so much fear, uh, free-floating fear uh, just going around, they tend to pick it up. So they tend to feel much deeper and much more and tend to be more depressed than people who are not psychic. And so Deepak Chopra decided to do an event called Never Alone. I am never alone. And it's uh, to help people understand um, uh, awareness concerning uh, suicide, suicide awareness, and not just uh, the awareness, but helping them understand it in order to prevent it. If you, if you have some idea of what's causing it, you can help prevent it and to also help the people who are left behind. So if somebody does commit suicide, the parents, the siblings, the friends that are left behind, how they can deal with that as well. And one of the ways I I help them to understand how to deal with that is visitation dreams. And visitation dreams is where we reconnect with those people who have committed suicide, who have left to uh, understand that they're they're just a, a sacred dream door away and we can we can talk to them and we can see we can actually have them help us understand why they did what they did and it gives us some peace of mind but in the event it's called i am not alone and you can just google deepak chopra's online event i am not alone and i was speaking on that event with marianne williamson uh michael beckwith dr um Bernie Siegel, who wrote the foreword to our book, Dreams That Can Save Your Life. He was on the event with me as well. And what I did in the event to help everyone around the world was told, I told them another uh, monk dream, a dream that I had. And this dream was after I had been Um, I'd had recurrent dreams telling me that my breast cancer was back. I had recurrence and I didn't want to believe it. And the doctors were missing it with all of the mammograms, blood tests and physicals again. And finally, I convinced them to do an MRI and the MRI showed I had a nine by 11 centimeter cancerous area that sent them running for the hills. And I was sure I was going to die because I didn't know anybody who survived recurrence and especially not recurrence that big. And I had gone in, and this was validated by pathology reports again, so I had the dreams, the dreams were validated by a pathology report. I had gone into my bedroom to lie down on my bed. I had cried myself to sleep because I had come to the conclusion that I was not going to die a horrible death. If I was going to die, I was going to 
die on my own terms. I was not going to die a horrible death like I'd watched my mother do, uh, you know, in hospitals, lots of needles, IVs all over the place. Um, no, I wasn't going to do that. I was going to take my own life. And I fell asleep crying and I had a lucid dream that I woke up in my dream and I looked up and there were the three monks again. Mm. And I looked up at them and I said, I know why you're here. I got it. I know I'm dying, but you may want to warn God before I get up there that I've got a really big bone to pick with him because I've never done anything in this life or past lives to deserve this. And they looked down at me and they said, Kat, don't you remember? And I said, remember what? They said, you decided before you were born that you wanted to come down onto the earth plane during this very difficult time when higher power, psychic, spirituality, all of that, God was taken out of the waking world and locked away in a closet. And you were going to show that science only goes so far. And then comes God, our higher power, our intuition, our psychic hits, our dreams. And we told you we'd be with you every step of the way, and we have been. You're not going to die now. And I looked up at them, and I said, what the heck was I smoking up there when I decided to do that? <laughs> and they kind of laughed, and they said, um, you know, you're going to be fine. We're with you every step of the way. And they walked out of my dream. And that was 20 years ago, almost 20 years ago. And I remember thinking at that time when I woke up, and I was trying to figure out the deeper message of that dream and the deeper message was what if all of us here on the earth plane are going through the crises we're going through and the difficult times we're going through because we chose to do that before we were born what if what we're going through is the cross that we have to bear now because we chose to bear it if we commit suicide then we're not able to fulfill our life destiny. We're all born with spirit guides and guardian angels. We're their job, and, and they take that job very seriously, and they're with us every step of the way. If we can connect with them in our dreams, chances are we're going to figure out what our destiny is, our life purpose is, and we're not going to commit su su uh, suicide because we're in a bad place. We're in a bad place because that's where we're supposed to be and we can't be anywhere else because we've been setting the stage to be there all our life. Mm. And it's it's those bad places that we've effectively put ourselves in um, is to give ourselves the lessons that we need to learn um, in, in life. The lessons we need to learn and the lessons we need to teach others. Mm. In other words, for me going through this breast cancer three times, that's missed by the medical community three times, but diagnosed first in dreams, that lesson is to take that information and teach it to the medical industry mm. so that when a patient walks into a doctor's office and says, hey doc, I keep having this weird recurrent dream, the doctor looks at them and says, tell me your dream. Mm. That treat the body and the mind and the psychic self mind, body, spirit. Yeah, exactly. Um, can you just tell us again the, the Deepak Chopra event, where people can find that again? Is it on YouTube? Is there a dedicated site? Um, 
You can find it on my website. Oh, it's on your it's website. It's under right. events. Yes, it's going to be on my website under events because I also did the one habit right. event. There's a lot of events going on right, right. now with COVID. Yep. Uh, people are stuck at home and they need help because suicide has gone sky high. And yeah. so with the one habit, it's like, what's your one habit for life? keeping you alive. So that event is on my website too. Just go on my website, have fun, click through it. The Dr. Oz show is on there. Uh, the doctors, we were on the doctor's show, that's on there. All of my books are there and you can listen to little excerpts from the books as well. So just go and have fun and all the information is right there. Great, thank you. Well, we'll definitely put links to all of those, including the events and all of that, all of your books and the the excerpts and stuff. So, thank you very much um, for that, Kathleen. Um, well, I have to say this has been a thoroughly fascinating two part special, Kathleen, and thank you so much for joining us on Psychic Social. It really has been a pleasure and a privilege to have you on uh, and hear all your stories and hear about your book. Um, I'm sure your book will be an inspiration for many people all over the world. Um, so take care of yourself and, and stay safe and hopefully we'll, we'll catch up with you again soon oh, thank you so much Oliver it's been a joy to be on your show thank you Kathleen uh, look after yourself and we'll see you soon thank you bye bye now thanks for joining us on Psychic Social from psychic.co.uk the spiritual home of psychics psychics